episode 14, the Breaking Atoms podcast. I always say this, we are back, Chris. Back, once again. Back again. Like dilated people. Dilated. That's a great song. Oh, back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Alchemist. 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 Yep, I love that one. I was watching an interview with Nori uh, today, Hot 97, how Alchemist, when he's in the studio, just has nothing but coffee. I can tell he looks he looks like he looks like someone who just lives on coffee and weed. But no food. Have you seen how much he's selling his new project for? No, how much? He's on Bandcamp now. Yeah. Alchemist is on Bandcamp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sold his last project for like twenty dollars. Supposedly, supposedly, my man K Knight said he sold sixteen hundred copies. No way. On day one. I love Alchemist. So twenty times sixteen hundred. You do the figures. Listen, I love Alchemist. He put me as his Twitter avi when I was freestyling with him and Just Blaze. For that, I love him forever. I need to get on the Alchemist beat. Nah, nah, bruv. Anyway, oh, well. let's go through my also known as. Okay. So it's Summit, host, if you're first time listening. Co-host, bro. You be leaving me out sometimes, bro. No, you're the co-host. So it's, I'm Summit Treat, treat me like a Benson, bro. <laughs> my, my, my AKA today is the Art Vandalay of podcasts, baby. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? The George Costanza of podcasting. These sound like serious people. This is Seinfeld. That's probably why I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, that's why, that's why, that's why. Okay. But people that know will know the art okay. of delay. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Of podcasts. Okay. What you, what right. you got for me today? Well, I'm Chris Mitchell, one half of the Anonymous Nerds, co-host of the Breaking Atoms podcast. And my AKA today is Skidibidibidibidi Inside Ride. Hold tight, hold tight. Yo, you know, can I just say something? Our intros are so trash. I'm no, you got to speak for yourself. My <laughs> intros are fire. No, your AKAs are fire, no, but my in- intro is so well, trash. Well, that's up to you, bro. It's, You've been doing this long <laughs> enough. We're on episode 13 and you're still trash? It's 14, Speak bro. for yourself. Oh, is it 14? 14! Sorry, 14. 14. This is, this Our is podcast is in the teens now. Trash. I apologize. We're tr- you trash. you got to speak for yourself, bro. Okay. Anyway, well, um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the last yes. podcast. Uh, the last episode. We appreciate all the support, all the feedback. Keep them coming through. Remember to subscribe, rate, uh, and review on Apple. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, all your favourite podcasting apps. I just want to do a shout-out as well. Shout-out. Is that okay? Of course. I want to shout-out Reese Francis. Yes. Reese sent us a message on Facebook and he said, Hey! Hey! Let hey! My, let me take my sunglasses off. He said, this. Hey! For the last two days, all I've done is listen to, your, listen to every episode of your show, especially your office one. I'm 19 and I just started an office job and just listening and hearing different opinions on different subjects has opened my mind a bit to the world. Keep it up, guys. I can't wait for the next one. Reese, big shout out to you. Congratulations on your new job. We yeah. hope it goes well. Yeah. It's uh, the first step in a hopefully long, storied and successful professional career. We appreciate your support. That was uh, honestly like joking aside, and we joke a lot. That was a very heartwarming message we received. Really made my weekend. Yeah. It reinforced why we do this. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever told you. Um, but one of the things I really wanted to achieve with our podcast is just to be a voice of value. Right. In a, in a very noisy world of opinions. Right. And soapboxes. And to know that, you know, we've got someone who's 19, who's probably not in our target audience if we had to choose one, mm-hmm. to say that he's engaging with the content and we're helping him open up his mind to the world. I, I feel really humbled and I just feel blessed and just want to say thank you, Reese. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, following on what you're just saying there, Chris, the episode we're dealing with today is about influence. Influence. Influencers. Uh, I think on the train after last week, we had a conversation about social media influencers, influencers in general, what they mean, how do we feel about them? And we had a, well, I guess a five, 10 minute conversation and we were like, we're doing a podcast on this. Yeah. We've got to break this down. It's, it's something that's been irking me 
Okay. For, for for quite a while. It's what's, been grinding my gears. What's been grinding your gears in specifically? Um, My issue is with the influencers who abuse their position, right. who think their value is solely in the amount of followers they have. Mm-hmm. Um, They feel that the social currency that they have in terms of followers makes them better than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting there just thinking to myself, well, you know, you're you're talking a bunch of rubbish. You just have a bigger platform, so your voice is your voice is louder. Uh, that's and that's just my thing. And I just wanted to I just wanted to talk about it because we live in a generation now where you have a lot of people who are aspiring influencers. It's it's right. actually a job title. It can make you money, right? Which is no bad thing. No. Um, but I'm just concerned about the things people are doing to actually gain this title of influencer. And once you have that title, what are you doing? What are you doing with it? You're telling me to follow you on Twitter. Where are you leading me to? Right, right. Um, there was a guy I think um, who won like five hundred million plus dollars in the lottery, and the first thing is I'm giving back. Um, the first X amount of people, I think it was five hundred people that follow me and retweet this, I'll give them five k. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. He could have just <laughs> bought those followers. But doesn't mean nothing. But I think it's an interesting point in terms of influencers. I think a good point to start is you know not a kind of definition of an influencer but just to break it down there are levels to an influencer yes. in, in regards to the way we're talking about it right? yes yes so there's an influencer who has an opinion on a product reviews it is it's kind of paid promotion and then there's advocate mm-hmm. right someone who's an advocate of a certain product believes in it etc i call right? i call that a brand ambassador yeah i think That's i think the term i use i think khalid dj khalid started off as like a good brand ambassador and advocate and then <laughs> that guy makes me laugh and then moved into kind of you know an influence it's crazy that dj khaled is the the voice of weight watchers and he's been in the gym for how long two years on snapchat <laughs> and he's not lost a bag of weight like yeah such is the power of an influencer right that you you may not even reflect the values of a brand mm-hmm. or live up to the brand's ideals but because you have such a massive following you are an influencer and, and influencer then, rather yes absolutely and Sadly, what a lot of companies have are people in positions that can't actually accurately tell who's a good influencer for right. the brand and who just a person we need to latch on to right. because they have a big, massive following. Yes, sir. Because sometimes massive followings don't necessarily equate to real engagement or ROI or click-through rates. Or what's, all R- what's ROI for the people Return listening? on investment. So and basically, we'll, how much money am I going to make? Exactly. And we'll, and we'll talk about that. But I think a good place to start in terms of um, influencers, we always do good and bad. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it recently. Um, this, have you have you got any examples of any kind of bad influencer marketing that you've seen? Should we start with that before we get into the good? Um, I'm thinking, I can't... Bad influencer marketing. I've got a couple. My brain's gone blank. I've got a couple. Khaled and Weight Watchers, no. That's no, not, why? That's why? not good. Why? Because he's not lost any weight. He has. No, I'm sorry. He's not lost. They could have given that to Rick Ross. Or Fat Joe. Exactly. Scarface. Scarface. But Scarface isn't a name. So that ties into our argument. They went with the most popular person. He's a name, but not in the respect they need him to Absolutely. I think he's He's selling... He's a legend. I think he's doing endorsements for like golf clubs. Scarface Scarface plays golf, bro. Yo. Yeah, man. He went went from mind playing tricks on me to To hole in one. (laughs) Four and that. Yeah. Four. Four and that. <laughs> Birdie and that. <laughs> Can you imagine Scarface on the golf course in them little white shoes? <laughs> Jeez. Willie D with his... um. No, his, don't, who, don't make fun who, of Willie D. Who would be his caddy then, Willie D? No, Willie D's a boxer. Willie D would beat up Scarface. Willie D would beat the 
Remind me of the time where Gordon, it was Gordon's fault. I missed out on meeting the Ghetto Boys. All Gordon's fault. But Gordon's trash. I'll though. tell you after. Gordon's trash. You you need to be in our group chat. We were we we were playing pool, right? And I could have been I could have been with Scarface, Willie D, and them. That's your fault. Gordon's <laughs> trash. We were talking about people being deported, and he was talking about Man United. He's trash. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that fair. Anyway, people were bad influence. Do you remember that fire festival? Jar rule. Oh, that was bad. Do you remember that? Yeah. And one of the the Ken, genders, Kendall Jenner. And uh, Jaru and Jaru got attached at heavy. Yeah, I think he was the fall guy for it. Yes, he was the fall because he was the more popular name. Right, I hear that... people got on a cruise ship to go and get cheese sandwiches, bro. <laughs> that was bad. The other one I I, I think of, uh, and you know, it's, you could probably Google this. It's no, you know, it's no, um, it's not an in depth one, but uh, Pepsi Kendall. I was just about to mention that. That, that was, was horrible. That was a boo-boo. That was an epic fail yeah, of major that, proportions. That was a boo-boo. And I hope, I hope she sent back the check with her apology. No, she didn't do that. that I, think, I think it's a faux pas not on just her part because she has a team, but then also on the team at Pepsi to think that it was okay to equate activism, right? Social just, activism. Just drinking a drink. With drinking a drink. All your problems... All the lynching, yeah. all the firebombing judges, just drink a Pepsi. All of cool. that, all of that, you know, horrible name calling, all of that would be done by just a click of the... But I think that's another subject. I think that's outrage marketing, which is a thing. Yeah, it is, it is. And, you know, sometimes I think a lot of uh, companies are being um, belligerent in that respect on purpose because it generates free publicity for them. H&M did the same thing. Do you hear what Puma just did? What did they do? Oh, um, the house of... The trap house. house. And they were giving away burner phones oh as goodies. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, I felt bad because I bought me a nice pair of Pumas a couple of weeks before it happened. Wow! But I can't go out barefoot, so. Well, Jay Z wore the um, he wore his Pumas on stage at Baychella. Oh, Baychella, Baychella. Yeah, I'm 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 not down with that. I did see that. That was an epic. Fun. But you know, an agency worked with Puma on that, and it's sad because all they're doing is really re and JD Sports were involved in that. Yes, actually. they were telling um, you how to hold down the streets. That's terrible. But it's because they don't have people like us on their marketing teams. And they don't understand no. the nuances. I remember to it. when the H&M thing happened and yeah. I, I tweeted H&M and basically said, look, this, this reeks so just of outrage marketing. For the me. people that may not know, because H&M are embroiled in a number of yes. issues right now with graffiti artists and models. Yep. Explain what you're they had a They had a young black kid wearing a jumper, coolest mm. monkey in the jungle. <laughs> you got a laugh, bro. You got a laugh, and then they had a white kid next to him saying, uh, what, what did he jump for say? Something about, something about survivor of the jungle. Yeah, something like that. So, first of all, his mum was trash for making him wear that jumper. <laughs> Sec- <laughs> f- no, first of all, okay. secondly, H&M, I think that was a classic example of outrage marketing. So, I tweeted them, and I just said, listen, man, this is not on. This is outrage marketing. Tweet me a picture of your marketing team. Right. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, look, there are challenges to bear in mind, right? We both work in marketing. I'm in digital you are in overall marketing, right? Print, direct, you know, everything like that. Baus. Baus. There are changes to bear, uh, challenges to bear in mind, yes. I should say. So one is finding the right influencers for your brand. Um, and then also companies who are employing influencers need to really set out these, in, these goals, these KPIs, these key performance indicators that obviously depend um, on your brand because some of them you know some companies sell direct some companies don't mm-hmm. but it's important because with the thing with digital is you can track everything right this and you true. can and you can attribute success you can track ac- activity you can you can track um you know advertising click-throughs everything right i think sessions everything can be tracked 
So it's important for your business model to think about the KPIs you're setting. Think about the engagement levels, the demographics, what you want people to do. And there are challenges with that because it's still fairly new. I, I, I guess I did some influencer marketing with Nokia back in probably 2009. Oh, you're going to stunt now, yeah? No, no, no. They were releasing this new Nokia phone mm -hmm. and the team over there reached out. So they were like, we really want to tap into um, hip hop blogs right who can you get on board and there were you know it wasn't just me they were tapping into a number at the time so i got people on board we did reviews we did competitions um i got to meet rihanna at the end of it which was great um you got to meet who rihanna 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 we're in england go ahead rihanna go ahead anyway proceed um so that was the kind of first i i you know the first generation kind of influencer marketing right and now it's different now it's especially in this country you know, now grime artists are being tapped in what, you know, even though Puba, JD Sports messed up with House of Hustle, but they're trying to tap into yeah. a kind of youth market and it's growing. But that's a problem. It's still growing. People don't really know. It's not as developed as PPC. It's not developed as programmatic. It's not developed as email and mm, display and mm, all those mm. other things. So there are challenges to bear in mind. That was very eloquent. Thank you. People with good influence. Who's you got? I think people with good influence, um, if I look at my life, I mm. think the people with good influence are the people who are masters or very well versed in their field. So I think uh, if we were to apply this to my love of music, for example. Right. Dart Adams. Okay. On Twitter. Um, very knowledgeable about all types of genres of music. Very passionate as well. If he recommends an album that we should go and listen to this album, mm -hmm. I will go and listen to this album without without fail nine times trust. yeah trust is a very big thing in terms of influencer marketing um joe budden is similar um mm -hmm. when i listen to his podcast when they have their sleeper section mm -hmm. at the end he's put me onto some really really great artists um other influencers are some of the some of the people in my life like for example you're an influencer in my life you'll be like you know what we need to get this podcast off the ground there we go so i think for me influencers aren't necessarily just people who encourage me or make me want to go and buy a product right it's about people who spur me to positive action yes to do something in my life in terms of my fashion sense influences are basically my lady she'd be like no don't wear that <laughs> she told me straight she said well, don't wear that you know, yeah, it happens it happens don't you know, wear that at some point you're, you're kind of almost dressing for them but you know, you know this is the that's truth. who you're trying to impress this is the truth yeah this is the truth but yeah what one thing that i found with this the quote-unquote influences in my life mm-hmm um what sorry influences in my life are they don't call themselves influencers yeah this is true this is very it's true. not in their bios no it's not in their elevated pitches yeah it's not in their shtick or spiel shtick or spiel shtick or spiel but they just make me want to do and buy good things yeah i had um a couple of like celebrities in mind yeah, but you're a groupie though this is like can you guess uh, one of my? I know who I know who your influencer is. I know who he is. I know who he is. I know. I know. I know. Oh my God, Chris, tell me. Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z. Let's just I... let's just hope he doesn't influence you not to get a haircut. <laughs> you seen leave his hair? Have you seen his lack of a haircut nah, these days? Leave him alone. Leave nah, him alone. you know what? Nah, you know what that haircut is. You tell me. I tell you what that haircut is. That's when you have money and you're confident. Yeah, but you know what? Let let him be, like. Let him do what he wants to do no, with his hair. No, don't sell me because, trainers and you're walking out here with no nah, haircut. Because, no, no, because this is the problem, right? This is the problem. We, This is the problem with the social media generation. Influencer Defend generation. Man. Defend your man. What? I'm defending to my look, man. To look presentable. That's my guy, is this, an, is this an issue now? Sean and that. <laughs> Sean Corey Carter and that. December 4th and that. <laughs> the problem is, 
it's his hair. That's he fine. He can do what he wants. That's fine. Why should we put our, oh, he should get a haircut? Yes, he should. Nah, let him do what he wants. No, 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 no. Don't do a Beyonce that, you know, when, when Beyonce got married, it's like single ladies. Oh, the single ladies. No, nah, she's got a ring. So what? Is it going to take him to release clippers or some hair grease and he's going to say, everyone got to get a haircut nah, now? Like, yo, I can't, I can't. fam. Look at Wait, your hair. Like, think Look about at it. your hair. Think about it. If people telling you to do what to tell you what to do, you wouldn't have stand for it, not for one second. I get a haircut though. Nah, you wouldn't. You would bow down to the pressure. Yeah. Wow. To get a haircut. Wow. Don't tell me about pressure. You just wow. bought Beyonce tickets, bro. Wow. You just bought <laughs> No, they're Beyonce and Jay-Z tickets, okay. I, I got a confession to make. Go on. After the episode, the price of everything. Yeah. I succumbed to the pressure. You bought tickets? I bought WWE tickets. Oh man. You know what was mad though? Go on. So it's at the Royal Abbey Hall. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right before my birthday. I'm going back to the No Royal one cares Lab- about your I'm, birthday. I'm that? just saying. I'm going back there for the first time in 21 years. Really? Yeah, last time I was there, I sang in a musical. <clears throat> no way. Absolutely. Church? No, school. School musical Dude, at got... the Royal Abbey Hall? Bruv. What kind of school did you go Duke to? Duke of Edinburgh Award, bruv. Fam, listen, this is how serious I was back in you the can't, day, You can't go Duke of Edinburgh Award and go, fam. Listen, they put me in a musical and gave me a part that I didn't even go on audition for. Wow. They called my school, they're like, we want Chris to have this part. That's 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 congrats. one of my that's one congrats of my greatest on twenty years twenty one years ago. Yeah, so I got tickets to the Albert Hall. Okay, tickets went on sale nine a.m. Yeah, I bought my ticket at nine o two. Yeah, your man is in row F. Wow, very good. What do you mean very good? That's good. Is it A B C D E F six? What are you talking about? Six, six rows. Nah, I'm a ringside dude. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know. Okay, that I have succumbed to the pressure. It's all right. We and have I spent about two hundred fifty quid on tickets. Anyway, um, The Rock. I've got The Rock. Influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I He's was, everyone. I was, I was wearing them silk shirts for a while. I won't Listen, lie. I won't lie. I had the, I had the, um, I did the people's eyebrow ones in high school. Oh, you're that? an idiot. It was everything. We, did, we, used, to rock, do... we used to rock bottoms on people at, in, at lunch. <laughs> Could you do any of his um, promos? No. I couldn't do it. I'll do them after. Okay, after cool, cool. And the other one I was looking at uh, from who's ascended from YouTube that my wife put me onto is a uh, is a lady Dude, why from you keep Canada. Scratching the sofa, bro? Sorry, Nat. Um, is a lady uh, from Canada called Lily Singh. She Asian. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? What? My wife. Listen, you should watch some of her stuff. If her name was Tanika, would you watch it? Yeah, of course I would. Um, she was. At a bad time, like she had, a, she was in a bad place mm-hmm. in her life, like mm-hmm. depression, and she wasn't like she we was, all are. Yeah, like we all are, and she had trouble, and she just basically went on YouTube and just started vlogging and being creative, and now she tours the whole world, inspiring young kids uh, of all races to be empowered. She's selling her shows everywhere. She, you know, she's doing stuff with The Rock. She's doing stuff with like all these celebrities now because all she's been able to do is through her own medium of youtube and home channel is to inspire people so she does really cool things like you know what if what what people would say if they're um how honest um let me start that again how people would be if they were honest at work how first dates would go if they were really honest and she does these really quirky short videos a lot of unemployed single people yeah absolutely but respect to her she's done what's her name Lily Singh. Lily Singh. She makes hold tight, Lily. Makes millions of this. Like she's in Forbes. How how come we don't get any of these looks? She's in the Forbes. But how come we don't get any of these looks? How come Breaking Atoms don't get a tour? Because we're not good enough yet. 
You need to speak for yourself. No, we ain't good I'm going to do some motivational speaking of myself. <laughs> My first episode will be called Get Out of Bed, You Lazy So-and-So. <laughs> okay, so um, we've done the people good influences, bad influences. Growing up, mm-hmm. who were you influenced by? My heroes, I, I was definitely, because I grew up in church, so I was influenced a lot by the pastors. Right. Um, just in terms of how to present yourself. Right. Uh, public speaking I was definitely influenced by my mom because she was the choir director so okay. a lot of my first musical performances in public um, were a result of being in the choir outside of that the reason why I even started rapping was to impress the older guys in my school because mm. I couldn't kick a football to save my life mm. so a lot of the older guys were my insp- my influencers in mm. terms of picking up the pen and starting to rap just to be accepted um, it's, and be- wanting to be accepted is not always a bad thing it's not always a bad thing um, I feel that in this case, um, yeah, those were those people were my my influences. Definitely Bret Hart, right? The wrestler, just in terms of how he carried himself. I always call him the two pack of wrestling, just because he was so he was a master. I I gravitated to people who were masters of their craft, knowledgeable and well respected. So Bret Hart, your Biggie Smalls, Michael Jackson, um, Chickapow, Shaman, um, and yeah, there's loads of them, but those are the those are the main ones. Yeah, off off the top of my head, I, I, people I, like Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, Jimmy man. Jimmy Fly Snooker. Nah. Okay. Nah. What Macho Man? He's top my. He's my. He's in my top five. Top five. Yeah. So him, Bret Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, Mister mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh, Mister Perfect. And um, probably AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Yeah, okay. Top um, five. Michael Jackson definitely for me. But I was thinking like, while you were speaking there, I. I Growing up, I loved Andy Peters. <laughs> Do you remember Andy Peters? Bruv! Act my like Andy Peters and Ed the Duck. Yes. Yes, bruv. CBBC and that. Andy Peters. CBBC and that. In the Andy, broom cupboard and that. Andy Peters is the one. He's a he's an OG. What's he doing at the BBC now? I uh, I don't know. He probably does like little presenting things here and there. But, but he's still over there, isn't he? He must be. And, and you know, he's legend. Like, yeah. OG state. He's, he's an influencer. Yeah. Because he, I think he's one of the big boys at the BBC now. Like, he holds clout. As he should. Yeah, he, he holds clout. He put he, in time. He put in work. And also... A&D, he, I and that. Right. <laughs> and he influenced the whole generation. Yes, absolutely. Man, like Dave Benson Phillips and them, man, there. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like... Um, Football fan, obviously, Liverpool. John Barnes was oh. a big influence. Yeah, yeah. Massive influence for me. I've got to add Ian Wright. Yeah, Ian Wright. Even though he was Arsenal, it was still, it was just, you know, we're ethnic. We're yeah, ethnic we just guys. gravitated to, you know, who was on the TV. Who like, was on the TV. Oh, you're black? Oh, we're rolling with this one. We're rolling with this. But John Barnes, and, and John Barnes is considered to be one of the best Liverpool players ever. Like, he's red man, right? So, all the players, he's your... He's like, you know, Red Man's like your favorite uh, rapper, favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. John Barnes is like that for footballers. Okay. Liverpool players, ex and current, will go and cite John Barnes as being their favorite player so if, and if, the best. If John Barnes roll up to Anfield now, it's red carpet for him. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. I'm asking, just wondering. No, he should be. But then, you know, there's always politics and clubs and stuff. Okay. It's different. But, okay. but the fans, absolutely. Um, you know, Bruce Lee was a big influence on my life I can believe growing that. up. My man Kuroi Soul is a big Bruce Lee fan. I couldn't, when I was growing up, I couldn't even speak, but I knew how to put the VHS for Enter the Dragon into the machine, <laughs> play it, and just do the moves. I couldn't speak, I couldn't even speak at that point, but I knew how to work that Into the Dragon into the VHS. Bruce Lee was a 
massive influence. May oh. I add Nigel Ben for me? Nigel Ben? Yeah. Okay. Love Nigel Ben. Great fire. Yeah, love Nigel Ben. His whole his whole uh saga with Chris Eubank. Chris Eubank. Yeah, it reminds remember me of that rem- ITV boxing. That's when ITV used to show boxing. Yeah, I remember they did an interview and Chris Eubank was talking. <laughs> Chris Eubank was talking, right? And Nigel Ben tried to cut him. Chris Eubank didn't even to this day, Chris Eubank has not looked at him, you know. And Chris Eubank goes, <laughs> Chris Eubank goes, excuse me, can we have some parliamentary procedure? Wow. Yo, when he said that, I said, this brother is serious. Wow. They had another interview before their second fight. I think it was Jonathan Ross and um, James Tony yeah. called up. And James Tony was like, I beat you and your mama ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nigel Ben, being a road man, he was like, yeah, you're not- as thick as two planks, bruv. <laughs> you're as thick as two planks. He was cockney, isn't he? Chris Eubanks, Chris Eubanks just sat back in his white tracksuit and just looked at the screen, right? And Chris Eubanks goes, you seem to be purely ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at Jonathan Ross, he goes, he's, he's insulting my mother. <laughs> he's disrespecting my mother. Like he couldn't understand. Why is this man yeah, talking yeah, about, you seem to be purely ignorant. Chris Eubanks from Brighton, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I that watched, was saga, I watched his documentary was... with uh, Louis Theroux. Oh, yeah. Absolutely hilarious. He's it? different. Really? He, it's not an act. That's him. It's him. Wow. And Sorry to go off on the That's right. And also family. Families are always a big influence. Yes. Brothers especially. You know, you push yourself. And if it's anything from football to snooker to, to you know, everything really, your family is a big influence on you because it's where you spend the most of your t- uh, life when you're younger. So, yeah. Um, we touched upon it earlier. Followers versus engagement. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of delve in into that for listeners. Um, so, a lot of influences and people in general on social will equate followers means that they will be able to drive, you know, money for brands. They'll be able to get you, you know, get your podcast to, you know, higher levels. But actually, in re- in reality, that's not always the case. Actually, no. engagement is more important. I used to say to rappers when, you know, you're like, yo, I need to get X amount of followers on Instagram and fa- Facebook and Twitter and get my YouTube numbers up. I was like, well... What's the point of having 100,000 followers when not even 1% of them will buy a ticket? You're, you're more likely, you're better to have 500 followers with 1% or 10% of those to buy a ticket, a paying ticket, because mm. that will equate to more money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do, How you do feel I feel about, about it? it? I'm totally with you. Um, I know a lot of artists who have really big followings. Right. Both online or, you know, in the real world, for example. Yeah. And it doesn't always equate to money. And it doesn't always equate to influence. We know people. We have mutual friends. They may have 10,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. 20,000 followers on Twitter. But they still got to beg people to retweet their content. They do. They do. Still got to beg. I have a fraction of that. Right. And I'm getting PRS checks from major labels. Yeah. The podcast. Look at, look at the podcast. Exactly. We have what? How many followers on SoundCloud? Like 40 something. Mm-hmm. But we've already broken close to 13,000 plays. Exactly. I think it's something I learned in my broadcast media days. It's not about the size of your audience. It's about the purity of your audience. Yes. And how engaged they are. Exactly. KRS one said, um, I'd rather have a hundred thousand true heads by me than one million of your fake fanatics behind me. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's something that you should apply to definitely how you move in terms of your followers versus engagement. I don't want a bunch of followers. Right. I don't I don't want to have a, a, an inactive army behind me. I don't want that. I want people who, if we were to apply that to this podcast. Yeah, apply it. Give me 100 followers who love what we do. Yeah. As opposed to 100,000 people who could care less. Yeah. Give me that person yeah. who's going to call up on a Friday. Yo, 
Chris, we're the podcast at. I want that person. Right. I want that person. The, same. I, I even take the podcast, for example, and I've said this to you and I might as well say it publicly. Um, you know, we want to do a live show. It's not far away. It will happen. Um, but looking at my rationale behind it, if we can have at least one, what we'd what I would call a super fan, mm-hmm. someone who really engages with our our content, doesn't know us from squat, we can get one a week, times that by a month, mm-hmm. times that by a year, mm-hmm. and then filter out maybe ten to twenty percent or ten percent because of travel. They might live in America. They might live. If you add that all up, you got a show. You've yeah. got hundred plus people. Seventy plus people who would pay, and then you got your you got your friends who want guest list, um, and then all of a sudden you got, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you got yourself one hundred and twenty sold out venue. Yeah, I'm with it. Let's speak into existence. Let's do the Kanye thing. What's the Kanye thing? Speak things into existence. That's not the Kanye thing, but that's what people say he does. Okay, that's just the universe thing. I get it, and I've said this, but people don't hear it from me because I'm not influential enough. Yeah. <laughs> I always I always think about doing a experiment where. I might just copy and paste or write something um, that is so like really like, you know, one of those you know, famous quotes, put that out and then see if someone else does the exact same quote and see what the level. That are. happens on Twitter all the time. Well, people stealing your shit? Of course. Of course. We ain't going to say no names. They're, steal- they're stealing your shit off the podcast? I ain't saying no names. <laughs> I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. You catching but, people out but, here? But, 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 but if we take it back to what we just said about influencers. Yes. I think there's a new phenomenon What's the f- on the rise. And it What's might not that? be new, but it's something I'm paying a lot of attention to. And it's the micro-influencers. Okay, explain. So, let's say, for example, you may have 40,000 people yeah. behind you. And a brand comes to you and says, look, we want you to promote this new brand of acne cream. Yeah. Okay? And out of your 40,000 people, one would assume or expect some return on investment. Maybe in terms of purchases. Yeah. Clicks. Yeah. Retweets or whatever KPI you're using to measure the yes. performance of yes. this campaign. So with your 40,000 followers, you only bring back four clicks. To me, that's a bust. Yes. Right? But what if me with my 400 followers, right? And I bring you back eight click-throughs. Who's the most, who, who's been more successful in this campaign? You would be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my, my train of thought is gone, but it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. What I would say to a lot of people is, <laughs> is that it's not necessarily about the size of your audience, but the purity of your audience. I keep yeah. repeating that. It's very good and it could be very good for you if you have an audience where you can speak to them and if you're a, a specialist in a yeah. niche area. Yeah. Okay. So you might want to talk about Bengali trance, for example. Yeah. Or, or German bass, yeah. for example. Or Indian curry. Basically, right. if you can specialize in a very niche area, yes. you can become the voice of that movement. So when we did our 80s, 90s cartoon retrospective, yep. we went online and we found all these niche yes. Transformer fanatic groups. There's people out there making all the Transformers toys. and I wouldn't have known those groups exist if we didn't do the that pod- episode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But so those, <clears> are my, those are what we call micro-influencers. Yes, and, and the, the reason why it's important is because it's relevant. Yes. Right? So there's so much, there's so much out there nowadays so it's discoverability becomes an issue so if you have influencers or people or brands that you link up with and connect with that are relevant to your audience or your your key or your sweet spot your key demographic sweet spot yes then inside you're, then you're you're more likely to find a better return 
on the money you spend. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's Sorry. very important. That's okay. That's okay. That's very important. Um, using your influence for good, Chris. Yes. What are you doing to use your influence for good apart from bashing social media influencers? Do you know what? I've been doing a lot of soul searching these last few months and I mm-hmm. really, I don't know, I'm just struggling with some some guilt from the past and, you know, mistakes that I've made. Right. And I really want to just use my voice for value. Right. Um, Just to kind of be honest about my shortcomings my flights and my crash landings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I definitely want to be a voice of value to young people. Yes. Coming up behind me. Um, I think it's just, re- it's just really important. I think growing up, had we had someone who was kind of brutally honest with us, and it's not to say our parents didn't do that, but, you know, sometimes parents, they mollycoddle you. Okay. You know, like, for example, love my mum and dad to death. Growing up, they would always tell me, save, 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 save. And I didn't listen to them. Mm-hmm. I understand how valuable their message was now, but I said to them, maybe if you had taken me to the bank one day and shown me this is how we pay our mortgage, yes, that message would have got through a bit quicker yeah. and more effectively. So I just want to be, uh, I just want to be a voice of value to the world and just put some positivity out in the world and try and reverse some of this bad karma. On that point, the, actually, it's very the, interesting. And I think, I think a lot of, a lot of people who come from similar backgrounds as us would have experienced that. And I think as to why that's the case, it's not like they don't know. They do know. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yes. They've got so many things happening. Yes. Working two jobs, you know, trying to cater for all their children. They've got all these worries that it doesn't happen. When you have time to think and when you have time to do things, it becomes easier. Mm. Right? We're, you know, we work, right? Nine to fives. How difficult is it then to plan an episode, find a studio, you know, then promote the promote the episode for a week. It becomes difficult. In, and we, we've, you sound in, like you don't want to do this no more. No, no, no. In comparison to the lives that our parents lived, we got it a bit easy. Oh, no. Yes. Come on. You put up with that racism they faced back then. We're, we're going we're to put up with it again. No, not like that. Dude. Not like, dude. All right, here's a question for you. Or being forced to live outside of London, you think it's going to be as, you think we're going to be as well embraced as we are here, when you go out to the Shires, really? I, I am in the Shires, really. But I'm. it won't be as... Look, we've come a long way, but... You sound like a gospel record. Yeah. We come a long way. But no, seriously. Uh, Baychella and that. Baychella. The racism that he experienced. Yeah, they, had it, they had it rough. Dude, they I grew up rough. with it. I grew up around NFs, man. No dogs, That's no different. Irish. That's deep enough. That's different. <laughs> no, I'm not even laughing. That's deep. I, I had to grow up worrying and thinking about after I fight someone who's from National Front. Mm. Think about that for a second. Mm. And that's me in the 80s. Now, this, this, this podcast has taken a really dark turn. No, but if there's, if there's people who've come from um, 50s, 60s, 70s, it was different. Yeah, you're right. You're you couldn't right. walk on the same road as people, yeah. that same side of the road. Yeah. Different, bro. Yeah. So how are you using your influence for good? Nothing, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Fuck everyone. You've got to be doing something for good, man. Uh, I'm trying to help Draper. Pray for Draper. Pray for Draper. Yeah, pray for that's, Draper. Are we doing the Draper challenge? <laughs> we need to work out what the challenge is, right? But you know I got love for Dra- Draper. I got love for you. I'm being honest, right? It's your man over here making fun <laughs> of you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, On, no. I got love for you, Draper. Hashtag Draper. My I've, man. In terms of using uh, my voice, whatever that means, um, I've, I've always wanted to educate, right? 
the the setup of Hip Hop Chronicle was uh, edutainment, to quote KRS, right? One! It was to educate and entertain at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was to show people how to do something and you could do it. Despite getting, you know, people going to me, well, you're taking black people's spot and all that. I used to get all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you saying all that. All of that, right? Yeah. And actually, it was just a blueprint to show this is how it's done. And I'm happy to show people how it's done. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But then also get into the music side of things to so understand how music publishing works. Right. Because I'm passionate about those things. But equally, I've, as I've grown older and moved to the shires, it's more about how I can offer any sage words or advice, whatever that may be. In terms of how to operate in life, mental health. It's a big everyone's doing mental health, so there's no point in me saying anything because no one gives a crap about what I gotta say. But more about how you can manage your life, mm-hmm. making life manageable. Not just thinking about a specific issue, but thinking about how to make your life manageable when you are 18, 19, through your twenties, late twenties, into early thirties, into marriage, into children. And I'll as I grow, I will want to pass that wisdom on. My thing is always that we progress together, right? You just you just gagging to have children. Every time we do a podcast, you just go about I'm trying to pass it on to my children. Yeah, the Charmaine. Dude, just get it on. on. Just get it on, man. <laughs> just get it on. I don't the know what you're waiting for, man. The Sharma name lives on and that. Sharma and that. Sharma. Um, okay, let's leave it there. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Good episode. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, good episode. Chris. I appreciate it. And hopefully, not hopefully, but I'm sure there's people out there that look at us to be some kind of influence in their lives whether they do or not i'm gonna be all cliche about it and go there's something in all of you guys right there's there is oh something in all- god. no it's not oh god there, <laughs> there's something there's nothing special about me or you chris no no no, no. speak for yourself <sighs> i am awesome you, i practice parliamentary procedure <laughs> and i am not purely ignorant there's nothing special all right there's nothing special about me there's nothing there's definitely I'm, nothing special i'm about just me. i'm just a kid from southall who just went into music and then found himself into digital marketing and works at a really good company, right? And now does a great podcast that I love. Whether or not people love it, I love it. Mm. It's, it's an all right no, podcast. There, it's there's, all right. It's there's, all right. Nothing, there's nothing special about me. But there's people out there who, who are more wise, who are, who are actually more special than me, who have something that they can give to the world. I want to nurture that talent. Because mm. if I can't do it, oh shit, so I'll help someone else get through. Sharma and that. Because too many people, now I'm going over a real tangent, too many people are trying to be messy. Like I said in the last episode, everyone wants to be messy. Mm. Everyone wants to be Mo Salah. Everybody wants a team. Everybody wants a team. And they sometimes don't realise, but hold on, does that mean I'm supposed to lead this team? Right. Everybody wants a team, but no one's talking about positions. Right. No one's a lead. No, Everybody every- wants a team, but you have to be the de facto leader. We all can't be Rizza. No. Yes, exactly. Not everyone is equipped enough to lead. And but think- if you have an aspiration to lead, that's not a bad thing either. No, it isn't if it's for good. Yes. I don't want people leading because they want to lead the charge on these new social media influencers that pay, charge you X amount of money and do nothing. It's trash. Actually, people need to understand their position. Be real with themselves. Yes. Right. Be realistic about your goals. Reevaluate them. And actually, if someone else can come through and you can help them, shit, do it. Do and it. And on that note, yeah. let's wrap up this podcast. We are. We Breaking are. Atoms, episode 14. My name is Chris Mitchell, along with my co-host, Sumit Sharma. We appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Remember, we are on the social media platforms of your choice. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. 
Well, that's right. Yeah, we but also we just trash like <laughs> we just trash influencers, but we're asking people, we're influencing people to follow <laughs> we're either, us. We're even posting the podcast on LinkedIn. I'm that times are hard. Times, times are, hard. are hard, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're getting desperate. Let me put but my sunglasses pre- on again. <laughs> we appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you on the other side. Yes, and also rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple. Yes, always helps us. We're still new and noteworthy. Beautiful, beautiful. For another couple beautiful. of weeks, we're, we're sliding down them charts. Yeah, bro. but, you know, they add, they add new and noteworthy people all the time. So it's beautiful. And it's true. Yeah, thanks to all the reviews from across the world. The globe. Right? The globe. I was looking at the analytics, man. We got Australia. We got United States. We got Sweden, Germany. Like, Uzbekistan? Yes. Okay. Yes, Kazakhstan and that. Oh, well. <laughs> Peace. Peace.